Welcome to the LabOp Leaders Series, a showcase of global change agents and experts in healthcare and laboratory management. Here's your host, LabOp Global Founder, Robert Farias. We'd like to welcome Lubim Agbende to the podcast. Lubim, thank you for taking the time for us. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Great. So Lubim, let's uh, start introducing you to the audience by getting a bit of an understanding of your academic background, please. Okay, you already know my name. And um, okay, I started off uh, my bachelor's degree in microbiology from the University of Agriculture in Makadi. And then, then after I went for my master's in medical microbiology and um, parasitology at the University of Ilorin, Ilorin, and um, under the Faculty of Basic Medical Sciences. And then after that, I that was um, precisely 2018 and 2019, I was offered a scholarship by the WHO TGR to study at Brock University in Bangladesh, where I did a one-year master's of public health. And then currently, I'm doing my bachelor, um, my doctoral, um, doctor of philosophy, which is a PhD in chemistry with a concentration in drug discovery and medicinal chemistry at the University of South Florida in the United States of America. I'm just to step back there. So you had mentioned the WHO scholarship. Can you describe to us that process a little bit? So um, it's called the WHO Tropical Disease Research. That's WHO slash TDR. So while I was um, undergoing my master's degree at the University of Illinois, um, my um, my graduate coordinator, like he found me, um, he found that I was really doing good, and then. He, he taught to himself, oh, he had the scholarship that was sent to him. And then he shared that with me. And um, I went on to do the applications just because. So actually, I had a theme for public health. So um, with my previous um, experience with my master's in medical microbiology and parasitology, it was more like clinical base. So I wanted to do something that <clears throat> would bridge um, the clinical aspect of um, medicine with the community aspect of it. So public health was that opportunity where I could just bridge both of them together. So I applied for the scholarship and um, I, I, I think I was um, the most successful as at that time, I became the first Nigerian to get that scholarship. And I was the first Nigerian to attend the Brack University for the master's in public health. It's great. Great. So, um, and then uh, about the choice for the University of South Florida, how did that come about? So, um, University of South Florida, actually I had um, offers at other universities, but University of South Florida was particular because of the kind of research I was going into. So, um, currently I'm working with Dr. Zingming Song, 
who um, works on clostridium difficile and does vaccine productions of, um, for clostridium difficile. And that was really interesting because I had never done anything pertaining anaerobic bacteria. So anaerobic bacteria means bacteria that are grown in the absence of oxygen. So all my um, clinical car um, career in microbiology has just been with bacteria that are grown in the presence of oxygen or that can be grown with partial oxygen, but not with um, bacteria that um, are not grown without oxygen. So that was fascinating. It was, a, it was a new field and I wanted to explore. Then coming to know that it was, uh, it was um, a global threat and then it was resistant to almost all the routine drugs, um, routine antibiotics rather, then it was fascinating. And I wanted to um, dig deep into that research and then go more, the reason why I chose South Florida. And again, Florida for the mere fact that the weather is similar to that of Nigeria. <laughs> so I wasn't looking for <laughs> a state in the US whereby my transitioning will be so difficult. So I wanted sure. a soft landing, kind of. <laughs> sure, sure. No, coming, yeah. coming from Canada, I respect your decision. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Lubim, question for you then about your uh, professional path. So, uh, I imagine along the way during your studies, there was different periods of time where you're doing either internships or, or working on projects along the way. Can you share some of those with us, please? Yes. So, um, so there's um, one um, there's one theory I have in in life, like you keep on learning till you die. So I believe I'm the kind of person that I just keep learning, especially something that concerns my research path or my professional career path. So um, I've had um, internships in a um, couple of them in Nigeria and had some in Bangladesh. So in Nigeria, I've worked as a graduate research um, intern with the Nigerian Institute of Medical Research particularly the Central Research Laboratory. And um, this was just to get more knowledge or get more hands-on skills on some kind of these, um, some kind of um, lab te um, techniques. Maybe I had um, previously and some I had not had before. And the reason was that I wanted to strengthen my knowledge in this technical area, because if um, looking at the fact that um, at some at some points in my career, I had to leave um, the clinical aspect of it and then go into like more like the public health, where I was doing more like um, 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 quantitative and qualitative research that had to do more like speaking to people, asking them some questions, and doing more like um, formative research. So I felt I must have lost grabs um, of um, of some of this technique. So I, I really needed to like renew myself with this techniques and most especially getting to know like the new techniques that are available, like that are available currently. So part of the reasons why I did some of my internship. So coupled with them, I've done other internship with the Federal Ministry of um, Health in Nigeria under the Department of Public Health. I've interned with them for a period of time. This was also trying to do something relating to public health. 
and then not just restricting myself to clinical aspect. So I have been trying to balance both the clinical aspect of my of my career as well as the public health um, aspect of it, so that I have like I strike a balance. So let, let's go back to the beginning then, uh, Lubim. So the choice of microbiology, how did that come about? So basically, um, I'm from a family that is um, science oriented. Um, so basically, my dad was um, a physicist. He did his bachelor's and he had like five masters in physics. So he schooled well. He was really schooled. He schooled in Russia, in the UK, in Jamaica, um, and lots more. He did. He he studied a lot. And then, um, of blessed memory, he died in 2014. But all these, like I had mentors. My mentorship was not right, was not outside, it's just from within. So having um, a dad who was into science, having an elder brother who studied veterinary medicine, others studied engineering, chemistry, and a whole lot. It really, really streamlined my knowledge towards doing something most of them didn't really do that would I can create create a niche for myself and as well be able to communicate with them. So the choice of microbiology. So microbiology was for me, it was fascinating because I could imagine how could you know, I could know biology, I could see things like anatomy, physiology, I could relate the functions, the structure of the body, but I couldn't just relate the fact that there, there exist organisms that I couldn't see with my naked eyes. So that was fascinating. That's why I went for microbiology. And could you t- tell me your decision just as a, um, just to bring us up to speed on a little bit. So obviously a lot of people uh, within the Nigerian context will, will seek out specifically the medical lab science degrees um and, and and take their lab path via that access as opposed to the the microbiology or microbiology becomes a stepping stone for them or it becomes a specialization after the fact so did, did you at some point have that decision to make if you would want to continue down the clinical path or uh take the step towards research as you have so basically um i i love doing um my ideal or like the best I could say, yeah, the best course I, I would have loved to study was veterinary medicine. And even if it was veterinary medicine, I would still specialize in veterinary microbiology. So um, actually, as at the time I was getting into school, microbiology to me was like kind of top notch. Most of the medical lab science um, sciences um, in Nigeria, most of them were not accredited and there were just few of them. And um I, I wanted to school within like close to family so that I, I get like I get mentorship, I get inspired by them by what they do. So looking at um distances, going for other courses was not really an option. So that was just it. Fair, okay. Um so Luvan, let's let's go back to your uh, your PhD at the moment. So okay. can you talk to us about that in a bit more detail and, and what are you focused on at the moment? So um, basically, um, Dr. Son's lab will work on, he, he works on Clostridium um, difficile and um, he does a whole lot about um, Clostridium difficile. So I think um, he's um, 
research focuses on the pathogenesis of Clostridium difficile, host immune responses, and then development of novel vaccines and therapeutic agents against um, Clostridium difficile infections. So um, basically in the lab, um, we'll work with a mouse model. So we do more like gene clonings, so we try to get um, clone genes, like more like um, um, clone genes that are, we call them insects, or more or less like genes that could be resistant to a particular drug to see how they function. So we try to see the sequences, like um, try to understand how um, these organisms tend to be resistant to particular drugs. So we try to do gene cloning, trying to inhibit some kind of growth using different antibiotics. And then when we get some kind of desired um, insects that more or less like some plasmids that we, um, we, we process in the lab, we tend to use that to try them on mouse models and see how um, effective they could be. So remember vaccines could come in different ways. It could be that you use the organisms themselves or use the attenuated more or less, like you lessen the, um, their pathogenicity or you more or less like you deactivate or you kill them. So in this regards, what the, um, what the um, lab currently do, um, do is the, they tend to know the rules of the innate immunity and then the intestinal microbiome in the pathogenesis of Clostridium difficile infection. So remember, Clostridium difficile is like a micro, it's a, a micro, a microflora in the microbiomes. And um, when um, a patient becomes critically ill and he tends to take more or less like broad spectrum antibiotics, does broad-spectrum antibiotics tend to kill all the thriving communities of microorganisms in the intestine or in the gut. And then this now gives rise to like the infection caused by um, Clostridium difficile, which is also known as pseudomonas, um, pseudomembranous colitis, that's the inflammation of the colon. So that's one part of um, the research we do. The other part is the physiology, virulence and then pathogenesis, um, pathogenesis mechanism of um, Clostridium difficile. So in this um, part, you know, Clostridium has like two toxins, the toxin A, basically their virulence are toxins, okay? So they have the toxin A and the toxin B. The toxin A enables their entry into the system while the toxin B causes the effects and causes all the disruption in the guts. So the other project to work on again is the development of um, novel therapeutic stroke preventive agents, including vaccines and antimicrobials against Clostridium difficile. And basically that is the area, I think that particular um, research area and um, the antibiotic resistance mechanism of Clostridium difficile is what currently um, I would be working for my PhD. Great. Okay. Um, and so Lubin, there's a lot of people who, um, who would be curious to find out what advice you may have for them to try to 
follow in this footstep. So uh, some of them may come from the more clinical aspects of a med lab science degree or even a microbiology degree itself, um, and, and then trying to get into the drug discovery path. What what um, steps would you recommend? What types of individual training or development would you recommend that they focus on to get there? Okay, so basically, um, drug discovery is taking um, is taking a different path, include um, which includes bioinformatics. So, um, so bioinformatics has to do with things like machine learning, deep learning, um, artificial intelligence. So, I would advise that um, if you really are interested in a field like this, then you need to have some kind of um, technical skills, like background skills in this area of um, if, um, of bioinformatics, trying to understand the um, artificial intelligence, deep learning and all of that. That would really help us, um, that would really help because currently in my laboratory, um, we run both the experimental aspect of it and then the bioinformatic aspect of it, like more like the artificial intelligence aspect of it. So it gives you room to understand better how to balance both the the um, the bioinformatics method of analyzing um, of drug discovery as well as the experimental aspect of it. And I think the basic thing is if you're in a, a clinical person, I believe you must have um, harnessed most of the skills that are needed, like skills, you know, how to differentiate between the gram positive and gram negative bacteria. You know more about your cultures, how to do um, antibiotic susceptibility testing, how how to make use of your microscope, how to make use of all the tools under standard conditions. So basically, if you've had a background in either clinical, either medical lab science, or either microbiology, it is much, much easier because if you have been exposed to this practical aspect of it, then it wouldn't be that difficult. You just need to um, enhance your skills in the bioinformatic aspect of it. And then I believe you're going to do well. It is not that difficult. I just believe that um, nothing is as difficult as we might seem it, um, seem it is. Everything has to just do with focus and then passion. So for the better part, um, part of me, I did microbiology like you, you had when I was giving my profile. I did my master's in medical microbiology and I have a public health um, degree as a background as well. But I am in chemistry. Doesn't mean that because I'm in chemistry, I need to know everything about chemistry. No, it's just for your PhD or for whatever research path in this area you want to do. It's just be concentrated towards drug discovery and then medicinal chemistry. So I wouldn't, um, I would say that one shouldn't be scared about the whole thing. It is just a part of chemistry, not the entire part of chemistry. And if you're willing and you have that passion for it, then I would advise you go for it. Thank you. Um, Lubin, I'd like to just wrap up by uh, giving you a chance. I know you mentioned before that your mentors were more internal than external, but uh, perhaps a chance here to recognize people who've uh, mentored and supported along the way in your journey, um, perhaps as family, perhaps as professionals or professors or other people. So uh, I'll let you take it away, please. Okay, so um, I would like to give credit to my parents that did a wonderful job raising me as a child. 
And then people outside my family, I would say kudos to my godfather, Professor Matthew Agu. He has been inspirational. Um, he has been a father when I had um, no father, and I really owe it to him. I would also be thankful to my PM, um, postgraduate coordinator in the University of Lorraine, Dr. Amasinyamge. He has been inspirational. Without him, I wouldn't have say I wouldn't have known about the WHO TDR scholarship I applied to. And today, I'm a proud master's degree holder in public health. I'd also special thanks to my supervisors at the University um, of Lorraine. They did extremely well. Um, Professor Charles Wabusi um, and um, Dr. Olufemi Ige. Um, he was a co-supervisor for my project. I worked on um, SK pathogens. Without your insights and tutelage, I wouldn't know so much that I have known today. Not forgetting my undergraduate um, project supervisor, one of the brain box behind what I am today. He really schooled me, make sure, painstakingly made sure I understood some of the techniques I am um, proficient in, um, in doing today. That's um, Dr. Obona Innocent is really, really has been really great to me. Um, the list goes on and on and on. But lastly, I would like to thank my current supervisor, the person of um, Professor um, Zingmin Song at the University of South Florida. He's super good and his research has opened even wide opportunities for me to know that I cannot just dwell in the clinical um, setting, but I can also do um, drug discovery in the bioinformatic um, um, in the bioinformatic world, considering the world currently, everything is data, data, data. So I thank him for that. And we thank you, Lubin, for joining us today. It's uh, appreciate learning about you and learning about your story and, and the path you've taken. And I appreciate very much you sharing your story with us and uh, hopefully inspiring some others who want to think beyond uh, beyond the bench to a sense and uh, and explore. And, and frankly, people who can make breakthroughs in the space that you're working on in, uh, in highly susceptible um, scenarios and patients uh, are going to make a tremendous impact for the whole world in the future. So thank you very much for your work as well. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And um, I am truly honored to be here. To make a suggestion of someone that would make a great guest or topic you would like to hear more about, please visit us at labop.org. That's L-A-B-O-P-P dot org. 